and thank you for listening to Cruising the Waves podcast, a podcast dedicated to bringing you cruise information right from the source, right from the people who work in the industry. Each week, I'll be bringing you a new podcast with a representative from the cruise lines, river and ocean cruise lines, and also expedition cruises too. This way, you get information straight from the source, factual information, not rumors or people guessing, but real information from those who work in the industry. I meet each week with my BDM, who is my business development manager from each cruise line. They have the inside scoop on all the news from the high seas. I have also met with some tourist boards from the ports that you will visit. This way you can learn about what destination you want to visit as well. Remember to check out Plenty of Sunshine Travel on the web for all the blog posts that are written for each and every podcast. You will also find on this page all the group cruises that we have planned. We've locked in some amazing rates and some great perks, so check those out too. Also check out Plenty of Sunshine Travel on YouTube and to see pictures and videos of everything discussed here today. Want to get in on the conversation? Visit us on Instagram and Facebook. Here you will be updated on who will be the focus of our upcoming discussions. Feel free to post any questions you might have and I'll be sure to include them in the episode for you. For help in booking your own cruise experience that was discussed on this week's topic or any other vacation you could dream of, you can contact me at KathleenPonyaSunshineTravel.com. week's Cruising the Waves podcast, episode 21, we're meeting with MJ Swan from Adventure Canada. And Adventure Canada is a Canadian-owned company. They don't just tour in Canada. They actually cruise um, more of an expedition kind of cruising, and they cruise through Scotland and, and the British Isles and all kinds of amazing places, Antarctica and so on. And because their ship is a little bit smaller, they can get you up closer to some of those amazing destinations that the big ships just can't get you to. So you should tune in and learn more. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, be sure to like and subscribe to our channel and hit that share button. Over to the podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's Cruise Chat. I'm Kathleen Penner, owner of Plenty of Sunshine Travel, and today I'm joined by MJ Swan. And MJ is from Adventure Canada, and I'm excited to learn all about Adventure Canada. It's a family-owned company, and I think they have a really great uh, brand that they have, and I'm looking forward to learning more. So over to you. Thank you so much, Kathleen. Thank you very much for inviting me to participate today. Um, you know, it's difficult right now for, for not being able to go out and travel as much as we want to, so getting to reminisce over these programs of, of the tours that I've been on um, brings back very fond memories and it, it, it's a positive part of the day for me. So thank you very much for, for including me. So um, I'm pleased to be with you today. And so I'm the Director of Business Development for Venture Canada, and I'm also an expedition leader. So I, I go out and lead a lot of our tours. And what I would like to do today is just run through our journeys of discovery, our voyages of discovery. And what I'd like to start with is just a quick introduction to our company and what it is we represent as a tour operator. I'd like to talk about our regenerative tourism plan and also a little bit about our COVID action plan as well to make sure that your mind is at ease. And then we're going to take a look at our preferred style of travel, which is expedition cruising and why I think it is the best way to explore this beautiful planet. And then I'll close uh, with a tour of our vessel, the Ocean Endeavour, and then talk a little bit about the destinations that we go to. How does that sound, Kathleen? Sounds wonderful. Wow. Thank you. (laughs) Sounds Sounds very organized. You got it all down, Pat. 
Okay, I love it. If there's anything uh, throughout the presentation, Kathleen, you want me to expand on, just let me know, interrupt me, and I'm happy to talk more about any of these topics. Okay. So uh, we've been um, in operation for a long time now. Adventure Canada was started back in 1987, and it was actually my father, Matthew Sr., who started the company with my uncle, his brother, Bill, and then a good friend of theirs, Dave Freeze. And at that time, it was more land-based tours, getting off the beaten path, going off and exploring, but it's evolved into a much larger uh, tour operator these days. So picture here is actually myself with my father, Matthew Sr., and then my two sisters. So on the far left, Cedar Swan, our acting CEO, is in, in the white dress. And then my other sister, Alana Swan, our director of product, is next to me and uh, my father. So it's very much a family business. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the keys that differentiates Adventure Canada from some of the other tour operators. We're very, very close to the experience. We go on a lot of the tours ourselves. We want to make sure that we're connecting with our clients, connecting with the travelers, hearing from their firsthand experience so that we can continue to make our programs the best that they possibly can. So um, it will be likely that if you do join an Adventure Canada tour that you'll be traveling with one of the family members and one of the owners of the company. So one of the many reasons that I'm so proud to work for this family business um, is how we work towards a positive future for our planet. We're undertaking a number of initiatives to leave the places we touch and the world in a better place. So not just um, sustainable travel, but regenerative travel. Let's try to in, enforce that we're making a, a positive impact. We're reimagining business practices that aren't business as usual. Instead, we're looking at innovative, innovative ways to run our operation, support our partners, appreciate the natural world, and value people. So the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals are the blueprint to achieve a better and more sustainable future for all. They address the global challenges we face, including those related to poverty, inequality, climate change, peace and justice. So there's 17 goals and they're all interconnected. And uh, what we've done is we've narrowed it down to nine of the 17 developmental goals. And we've implemented these goals into the regions that, uh, that we visit. So this visual showcases just a few of the places and ways that we're working hard to support the United Nations goals. And we believe we make a difference and our guests make a difference when choosing to travel with us. That's great, wow. Yeah, it's very important. Mm -hmm. yeah. We believe that not only can we be the best expedition cruise operator, but we believe that we can be doing it for the best reasons as well. So it would be a miss for me to talk about our regenerative tourism plan and not mention our COVID action plan because it's extremely important. Mm -hmm. So as leaders in the industry, expedition travel industry for over 30 years, we take very, very seriously the ongoing health and safety concerns of all of our guests, our staff, the ship's crew, and, and of course, um, the community members during this pandemic. One of the benefits of expedition travel is our ability to break into uh, subgroups. So we, we have a vessel that has 198 people on board. So it's not a large amount compared to some of the other ships. Mm -hmm. But then once we're on board, we can also break into subgroups. And this allows us to create our own safety bubbles. So with less than 200 guests on board, um, Health and safety tactics like pre-board testing, social distancing, health monitoring during the trip, and if necessary, inf infection isolation can all be effectively managed. So we're, we're going to continue to closely monitor the situation and make changes to and further develop our protocols in the months ahead. 
and we work closely with um, our stakeholders. So the World um, Health Organization, the Association of Arctic Expedition Cruise Operators, uh, community members and, and local government. So why do we go? We embark on these journeys because we believe in the transformative power of nature. We travel with guests who are deeply curious about the world that we live in and take them to some of the most extraordinary places on the planet. We engage, entertain, and educate by connecting people to nature and to each other. We combine a curiosity for cultures with a passion for exploration. Our ultimate goal is opening one's mind and heart to this beautiful spinning globe. And where do we go? We go to the destinations that bring the true essence of expedition travel to life. And that's heading off of the beaten path, heading out into the unknown, those areas that are very hard to get to. So the majority of our tours are in Canada, but we also visit great wild spaces in Europe, Central and South America and Antarctica. Over the years, we've discovered that our preferred method of travel is expedition cruising. So expedition cruising is not like your typical large ship or, or your luxury cruise. What we deliver is a program that provides our guests with an authentic and immersive experience in the destinations we're visiting. The expedition's main focus is the destination and not the vessel. Of course, we want the vessel to be comfortable and well-equipped, but our main focus is learning about and exploring the destination. Mm -hmm. So there's three main types of excursions that are all included in, in the tour cost when you book one of these expedition cruises. Um, first up is the Zodiac Cruise. This is my personal favorite. I love being out on the water and, and getting up close and personal with wildlife or with icebergs. So these small rubber boats, they're, they're extremely safe and, and reliable, very sturdy. And of course, our team will be there to help get folks in and out of the boats. You can see our typical or main demographic of traveler here, usually about 55 to 75 years of age. And um, we all know that age is just a number. Uh, they're, they're very adventurous in spirit, but we're not doing things like whitewater rafting or rock climbing. That's not our, our program. Mm -hmm. um, but um, we do get folks from from all over the world, but mainly Canadians as well. Okay, so the second type of excursion is a community visit. So we'll conduct a number of different community visits where we use local guides to tour us around. It's always extremely important for Adventure Canada to be using uh, local guides in the places that we visit. When, when we're within the communities, we have the opportunity to learn about local traditions, art, food, clothing, and find those special moments for cultural exchange, really getting to understand what the way of life is like in these destinations. And then the third type of excursion is an expedition landing. So this is basically when we're off exploring the landscape. So we'll offer the option to hike uh, with a, a various degrees of difficulty based on the length, the elevation gain, the type of terrain. Um, so there will be options that are going to be quite strenuous for those that really like to hike up the mountainside and burn off all of those calories. Um, so there will be options that are quite uh, adventurous or strenuous. And then there's going to be options that are much more relaxed as well that are going at a very slow pace. Maybe it's a, a botany walk where you're spending most of your time on your hands and knees looking at the flowers instead of hiking right up a, a steep mountainside. So we try to offer a, a wide variety of different options so people mm -hmm. can enjoy in their own fashion. And it's really good because um, the style allows folks not to be 
felt like they're being kept behind. So for those that really do want to do a big hike, they don't have to wait for those that are moving a little bit slower. And those that, that like to take their time don't have to feel pressured to go and keep up with the, with the faster folks. So it really does work out for, for everybody. And so we accommodate these different uh, mobility levels by having a large team of, of resource staff on board that will be out there to conduct the hikes. And this small group experience is, is what we want. We want everybody to be able to engage with the specialists and the guides and make sure that they're having ample opportunity to, um, to discuss their themes and topics that they're most interested in. So I mentioned the expedition staff, they really are a key component to these programs. Uh, we have a wide variety of specialists that will cover topics such as history, marine biology, archaeology, ornithology, botany, photography, geology. Um, there is all of the ologies that you can think of and some additional ones also. So we have a mandate that for every seven passengers, every seven travelers, we will have at least one expedition staff member. So the ratios are, are very, very good. Yeah, that's that yeah it's, it is. And it, it allows that intimate sort of family style travel too, where you do get to engage quite often and, and they are um, uh, usually very, very social. So, um, you know, the, they're warm and open to anybody coming up and, and discussing the topics that they're most interested in. Okay, so they're, they're not just on board to provide lectures, which they do do, but they're also there to uh, take us out on hikes, they interpret the sites on land, they drive the zodiacs, they lead hands-on workshops, they'll dine with you, they'll dance with you, and ultimately uh, befriend you. It really doesn't feel like there's a degree of separation between the Adventure Canada expedition staff and our travelers. We, we create an environment that it just feels like it is one big community and uh, there isn't really a degree of separation. It's not like our staff have, you know, their own seating tables in the dining room. They actually, they just engage and, and interact with everybody else like they were one of the, one of the uh, clients. So much of the, the learning does take place on land, but it doesn't just stop there. On board, we'll offer a wide variety of different lectures, workshops, and events. So this um, close-knit style of learning and traveling is a big part of Adventure Canada's uh, mission. It's important to us that our passengers are able to learn and enjoy together. So not only will we learn about the sciences, but culture, and the arts also play an integral role in our programming. So folks can have the opportunity to, uh, to learn to throat sing, maybe try some traditional printmaking or observe sculptures being produced. So we like to learn um, uh, for the, those that are creative and stimulate that side of the brain as well, not only focusing on the hard sciences. Wow. So a very popular part of our expeditions is our Nikon lending program. So this is an opportunity for all of our guests to borrow Nikon equipment and learn from our onboard professional photographer how to use that equipment. So there'll be a variety of different cameras and, and lenses and somebody there that will teach our travelers how to use it. Um, you know, whether you're just learning what the dials do or you're, or, or you're a much more advanced semi-pro or even a pro photographer, you can have access to all of this equipment. The best part is, is that it doesn't cost anything. So you can use very expensive equipment and, and get to keep the photographs and not have to pay for it. <laughs> that's great. I have an Icon camera and I've been eyeing this prime lens and that's just great to try it out and see if that would be yeah. something that I'd want because it is an investment to get those good lenses. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And um, 
And if you have your own Nikon um, body, then you can just borrow the lenses and, and, um, and try out the lenses. It works for Nikon as well, because what they do is they reserve rights to the photograph. So you get to keep the photograph, Kathleen, but then mm -hmm. Nikon also gets to use your photograph. So you might see it po 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 post onto their Facebook or social media uh, feed. And what they're doing is saying, hey, take a look at these semi-pro or amateur photographers and look how great their photographs are um, using our equipment. So that's, mm -hmm. um, that's why they sponsor these trips with the photographer and with the, the different camera yeah. lenses. That's smart marketing, that's great. It is, yeah. yeah. And it's hard not to get uh, good photographs in the places that we're visiting. Oh, You'd have to try to <laughs> mess them up. <laughs> Okay, so everything I just described is all included in the tour cost. One thing that is additional is a kayaking excursion. So kayaking um, is um, available on our expedition cruises. There's only 12 spots and they do fill up uh, quickly. So if that is something that you're interested in before booking the tour, it's good to check to make sure that um, there's still kayaking available. Mm -hmm. And what I encourage all of our listeners to do is just connect with Kathleen and make sure that um, uh, you explain what it is that you're hoping to gain from one of these tours and Kathleen will help you pick the right tour that's the perfect fit absolutely for you. yes yeah okay so I mentioned earlier during the COVID plan um, about our vessel it's called the Ocean Endeavor and it's a 198 passenger ship and so it's perfectly out of outfitted for expedition cruising and has 20 of those rubber boats called Zodiacs and it's very sturdy ship and she does have stabilizers and because she has an ice class um, she sits very low in the water, got that double reinforced hull, and so it, she's bottom heavy, and she doesn't move around a lot, even when we do encounter some uh, rough weather. Now, there's a variety of different cabin classes, and again, I'm just going to encourage you to connect with Kathleen, and she'll be able to find the right cabin choice for you, uh, but there is a, a wide variety of, of different options on board, and she's very, very comfortable. Okay, so now let's take a look at some of the destinations that we go to. So we have a wide variety of European expedition cruises. We go to the Basque Country, which is Spain and France. We do a Scotland um, program where we visit the Inner, the Outer Hebrides, Orkney, and the Shetlands. Mm -hmm. And we have one that sails over to the Faroe Islands, which are quite hard to, to access. So that's a great itinerary that ends in Iceland. Uh, we circumnavigate Iceland before we sail over to, uh, to Greenland. We also have some Atlantic Canada programs visiting Quebec, Nova Scotia, New Brunswick and, and Newfoundland. Um, and then we have our Arctic program. So in July and August and September, we sail north into the Canadian Arctic and into uh, uh, Greenland. We also have programs down in Antarctica, I mentioned. So we do uh, three different itineraries varying in, in length and, and destinations. But our, our Antarctica programs are also very popular. So I would like to just take a moment to, to talk a little bit more about the Arctic experience, if you don't mind, Kathleen. Sure. Our logo is the polar bear. This is where we first started operating our tours, and it's one of my favorite places. So we'll talk about the Arctic. One misconception of the Arctic is it's cold and we can just erase that all together. When we travel there in the summer months, um, you see degree uh, 15, sometimes up to 20 degrees Celsius. So it is, um, it is uh, not that cold in the summer months. It actually is quite pleasant. You can see 
Um, this young lady here is just out in her fleece jacket. She doesn't even have a big parka on. So it's not that, um, not that cold in the summer months. So here's our vessel, the Ocean Endeavour. So this ship is 137 meters long and 35 meters tall. So that gives you perspective of how big this piece of ice is. And uh, the glaciers and the icebergs are a major draw for a lot of travelers that want to come up to the Arctic. And this is a great way to see the glaciers and the icebergs from an expedition cruise ship. So imagine that this, how big this iceberg is, it is eight or nine times larger underneath the water than it is above the water. So it's bigger than apartment buildings. It is absolutely huge. Wow. Yeah. It's hard to put in perspective. That's it why is. I, like, I like this image with the ship because you can see really how big they are. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I love ice. When another great thing about ice is it attracts the wildlife as the ice breaks up. It releases phytoplanktons out into the water, which attract um, small fish and seals and whales. It's kind of the circle of life. It's the main uh, food source. So uh, you'll find a lot of the Arctic Big Five around uh, the sea ice and the icebergs. So the Arctic Big Five, just quickly, polar bears, probably the most iconic of the Arctic species. So we, see, we do see a lot of polar bears on our Arctic itineraries and usually from the bigger vessel. We typically spot them from the bigger ship when they're out on the sea ice um, hunting for, for food, for seals. Um, sometimes we do spot them from the smaller zodiacs as well, and you can um, get some great views uh, of them when they're out on the land. Of course, we always keep a very respectful distance. We are just visitors to their homeland and we wanna be as respectful as, as possible and make sure that we're there to uh, just only enjoy, but not to disrupt. So walrus or tooth walkers are also part of the Arctic Big Five. Um, they're very large animals and you can usually smell them before you can see them. They hang out in, in these large pods and um, they, they jump on top of each other and it looks like they're rolling around. They create an immense amount of heat, which is it's very steamy. And so they're kind of steamy, smelly pods of walrus. And <laughs> they're, they're quite a, a, a sight to see for sure. Yeah. Muskox are the, are the bearded one. We see them quite often as well. Usually they're grazing up on the mountainside. Um, this was a, a wonderful day. I was on this trip where we got to see this herd of muskox and they were just up um, on the side of a fjord and we, they um, were so close that we didn't even need binoculars on that particular day. This photo was just actually taken with my iPhone. So you, you can get really good um, glimpses of the muskox. And then the, the unicorn of the sea, the narwhal. So these are very elusive creatures and they're only found in, in narrow uh, fjords, often found in narrow fjords, um, but they are very, very sensitive. And so um, the ocean endeavor, it's a, it's a big ship, it will create vibrations and their tusk is actually tooth enamel and it'll feel those vibrations and it tends to scare them off. So it's rare that we do get to see this species of the Arctic Big Five, but it does happen from time to time. And then the last one is a beluga whale, very, very cute white whale, uh, very social. Unlike the narwhal, we, uh, we see lots and lots of, of belugas on our programs and they're usually curious. They'll actually come up alongside of our boats and, and check us out um, when, we're, when we're traveling out in the zodiacs. 
So it's a very diverse ecosystem, not just um, about the Arctic big five. There's plenty of other species of whales and, and seals, lots of marine mammals. On land, we can hope to see creatures such as Arctic fox or, or Arctic hare, caribou. Um, Arctic hares, I, I love them. It looks like a cute little cuddly bunny, but they're actually, they can be anywhere um, up to two and a half, almost three feet tall. So they're not small little bunnies. They're, no, they're actually they're quite large. I was standing up, they would be, you know, above my hip. So they're, they're very big bunnies and they're very, very fast because they're the most delicious um, species out on the land. Everybody wants to eat them. So they have to be very quick to <laughs> <laughs> run away from all of the bears. <laughs> yeah. Goodness. They have to uh, run that fox that's there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the fox is actually quite a bit smaller than the uh, than the Arctic hare. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Tons of different species of seabirds. So we have deer falcons, ivory gulls, thick-billed murres. Um, out on the land, uh, you might think that it's going to be a, a barren landscape, but the tundra in the summer months is, is blooming. It's very beautiful, such gorgeous wildflowers like Arctic cotton or purple satrafrash. So there's lots to, to see on the on the land. Oh, yes. And then the Arctic has very interesting polar um, uh, explorer history. So folks that were trying to find safe passage from Europe over to Asia to trade goods and commodities. So there's lots of um, uh, very interesting exploration stories that we'll learn about. This pictured here is actually um, the uh, gravesite of Sir John Franklin, who uh, commanded two vessels. Unfortunately, it didn't go very well. They all ended up perishing, but there is this gravesite on Beachy Island. So of course, we'll learn all about those very interesting stories. But for me, more significantly is, is the beautiful people of the North, the, the Inuit. We'll have a chance to visit into Inuit communities and feel their warmth and their pa the passion for their culture. It's a very um, quiet and reserved culture, but um, extremely passionate and, and they do love their, um, their culture quite a bit. And so I love to go up and, and learn firsthand from them uh, what it is to, to live in the North. Mm -hmm. So they have a, a very long tradition of overcoming challenging and challenges and, and obstacles. And so our culturalists on board will help us learn about Inuit history through their lens. Perfect. And then the, the landscapes. One thing about the Arctic is you get these big dramatic landscapes. They're absolutely uh, beautiful. It looks like an architect has come in and, and just chiseled out these um, art, art forms. And so it's the glacier, it's glaci glaciation. So the glaciers have carved out all of these uh, very beautiful mountainsides. And so Norway is known for its uh, dramatic fjords, but up in Greenland and the Canadian Arctic, I like to think that it's even a, another step above the Norwegian fjords. But of course, it's just very personal for me. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, in, in September, we can also get the Northern Lights, so the Aurora Borealis. Um, August, in our um, July and August programs, there's 24 hours of uh, daylight, so you don't see the Northern Lights. It's actually happening, but we just don't get to see it. But once we get into the end of the season in September, the temperature does dr drop off a little bit, but you get the Aurora Borealis, so you get these stunning light displays. 
So these programs um, for the Arctic, there's quite a few of them that we have. So Heart of the Arctic is in July and it visits Southern Baffin Island. Then we have our High Arctic Explorer trips. I describe them as a mini Northwest Passage. It's a 12 day itinerary that explores sections of the Northwest Passage. And then we have a Northwest Passage that sails in and then another one that sails back out. So that's our out, sorry, into and out of the Northwest Passage. So into is in August and that one is warmer weather. The tundra is gonna be blooming and you'll have more seabirds, but out of the Northwest Passage, uh, September departure is gonna be colder. It drops down to about zero degrees in, in September. So it goes quite quickly. But what you get is uh, the beautiful northern lights. The birds have mo moved south and, and the, the tundra starts, the wildflowers start to die off, but you get these beautiful light displays. Yeah, which is a great trade-off. Those northern lights are stunning. It's, yeah. yeah. If, you, if you don't mind the cold, I actually prefer the, um, the September departure. Mm -hmm. um, I find, um, I like the way that it transitions. It goes from west to east and it kind of the mountainsides and the glaciers, everything gets more dramatic. That's my favorite of, of the two, but I don't mind the cold at all. So that's why I like that one. All of them are going to have fantastic wildlife. The, the, the Arctic Big Five doesn't really care how cold it gets. <laughs> Okay, um, and then we also have uh, an Iceland to Greenland. So this is, I just thought I would mention this one because um, it's on special right now. So if booking an Iceland to Greenland with one of our high Arctic programs, um, it can be combined together for 25% savings off of both trips. So it's, it's a really good opportunity for um, savings and getting out on an Arctic expedition. And we just recently were able to announce that our one of our longtime Venture Canada staff members, Margaret Atwood, is going to be joining part of BirdLife International. So not only is Margaret an amazing author, she's also um, a very engaged environmental activist and, and she is um, joining within that role and will be a special guest presenter and she'll be joining us on all of the excursions and things like that. So really excited to have Margaret join yeah. with us. That's a great yeah. honor to have her there. Yeah, yeah. She's a very special woman. She's absolutely amazing. Oh, I thought I would also mention um, just a few of our other specials. So we, we offer a free single supplement for solo travelers. I don't know if you get a lot of solo travelers, Kathleen, but mm -hmm. I'm on this ship. We offer the opportunity to book into your own private cabin. You don't have to share with somebody else. You can get your own private cabin and not pay a single supplement fee. So that's a, a big benefit for all of those it travelers is. that like to explore the world, but, are, that, but do so by themselves. Mm -hmm. And being such a small ship, you'd get to know everyone else. So you would be part of a group as well. So it would, it would be perfect for solo travelers. Yeah. Exactly. And that's the thing. Usually because we offer this promotion, we usually get about 25 to 30 solo travelers per departure. Mm -hmm. So it makes up, you know, uh, one fifth of the ship, let's say. And so that it creates this little community as well. It keeps this, uh, this nice environment that's, you know, it's, it feels comfortable and safe, but you still get your own private room to retire to at the, at the end of the evening and don't have to sh share that personal space. Mm -hmm. We also have a League of Adventurers, which is our, our loyalty program. So uh, many benefits, but mainly when, when you're traveling with us more than once, you'll have additional savings for uh, being a repeat traveler for Adventure Canada. I'm quite proud with, um, with our 
ability to run um, what I consider to be exceptional programs. And I think our repeat traveler rates are, are showcase that. We typically get about 20 to 25% uh, repeat travelers every year. And then our referral rate is another 40, 40 to 50%. So, you know, you're looking at about 75% of all of our business is just a reflection of how we are able to deliver these programs and, and how meaningful they can be for the travelers. So I just want to, again, thank you very much, Kathleen, for, for uh, asking me to participate today. I just... Uh, um, I'm so passionate about the Arctic and this beautiful destination and, and these trips that we run that I, I really enjoy getting to, to speak to them. So thank you so much for um, taking the time and, and inviting me. Oh, thank you for putting that all together. It's great to see some of the areas. And like you said, we can't cruise right now. We can't really travel. So it's so nice to see it on our computer and to dream and to book and to book ahead. And that way we can plan too. So it's so nice that you took that time. Thank you again. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, all of these trips we're not, we were talking about are all for, um, you know, middle of 21 or into 2022 even. So yeah, we're, we're planning far in advance for these programs. But Absolutely. all right. Well, thank you so much. Alrighty. Well, thank you. And goodbye, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this week's cruise chat with MJ Swan from Adventure Canada. I think it was really, really nice to see some of their, an overview of some of the things that they offer. And I love some of those Arctic expeditions that would just be phenomenal to see those Northern lights and the wildlife as well. Um, I really also like their Nikon um, program that they have. That's super cool. That's something that I hadn't heard of before. So that is exciting to see. In the bottom section, if you're in YouTube right now, just in the bottom, there'll be a link to the show notes page. And on that page, it'll be a link to my website and a blog post. And it will have all of the itineraries that are there, some of the pictures and slides. You can see them closer up. Um, I know that we went a little bit fast on some of them. This way you can see some of those slides and a brief synopsis and an overview of what we discussed. Uh, so feel free to click on that. Next week, I'm going to be meeting with um, Royal Caribbean, and we're going to be discussing the Oasis class ships, and that's a ship that is just so amazing. It is a really large mega ship that has so many activities and so many things, and they're really working really, really hard to protect you for COVID, and we're going to be discussing all of their great new rules and all of the um, policies that they have in place. So come on out next week and check that out. The best way to see these videos is to subscribe to our channel. So make sure that you subscribe to that. And then that way you can see them at first, as soon as they first come out. I meet with a different cruise line every single week. And I put out a video every Thursday between 11 and noon. And that way you don't have to wait for me to announce it on my Facebook page, but you'll know as soon as they come out. So be sure to subscribe to our channel and like the video and leave a comment and let us know about a cruise line that you want us to talk about. Or if you have any questions that you want to ask, I'd be glad to chat with you over there. And if you'd like to check out our Facebook page as well, it's Plenty of Sunshine Travel on Facebook and Instagram. And we do daily posts, there's conversations. So check all that out. And thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it so much. Thank you and have a great week, everybody. Bye.